0: Hello and welcome to the program UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about the 1952 DC UFO sightings. That's correct, the 1952 Washington DC UFO sightings. Now this article comes to us from travelchannel.com. I don't have a date on the release of this article, but it's written by Beth Braden. The, tar- the title of the article says, The 1952 DC UFO sightings, what really happened? And then the subtitle says, did the air traffic controllers actually see UFOs? Did the government really try to cover it up? She begins the article by saying, it was just before midnight, July 19th, 1952, at the Washington National Airport, now called the Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport, when an air traffic controller spotted seven unidentified flying objects in the sky, southwest of the nation's capital. The controller, Edward Nugent, asked colleagues to double check what he was seeing. So you have this radar operator. He sees this collection of UFOs show up on his radar, but he does what he should do. He asks the guys working next to him, hey, do you see the same thing that I'm seeing? Well, of course they weren't. The controller, Edward Nugent, asked colleagues to double check what he was seeing. They confirmed the equipment was working properly, and what they could see was not following a typical flight pattern. Not long after, the controllers could see other bright objects hovering over the White House, then occupied by President Harry S. Truman and the Capitol building. Now you can see what this would be a big deal. They're at the Washington National Airport there, as I said, Reagan Airport now. They see this UFO on the radar. They don't know what it is. Pretty soon they see more of them, and they notice that they're right over where the White House is obviously a national security threat. It says fighter jets were scrambled from nearby Newcastle Air Force Base in Delaware in the pre hours of July 20th, 1952, but the UFOs disappeared from the radar and from sight when the fighter jets arrived over the city. When a lack of fuel forced the jets to return to Delaware, the radar detected UFOs again, leading air traffic controllers to believe the mysterious crafts could intercept and understand radio traffic. By daybreak, the objects were no longer visible on radar or by eye. Now, it doesn't tell us exactly what time of night they first spotted these things, but this sounds like it may have went on for several hours, as they're saying that by daybreak, they were no longer visible on radar or by eye. Of course, we see that they've scrambled uh, fighter jets to try to intercept these things. And when the jets got there, it says that even though the radar had detected the UFOs, the uh, fighter pods couldn't get a visual on them. They were gone, disappeared. It goes on, it says, the following weekend, the strange phenomena happened again. So they're back for more. Around 8 p.m. on the evening of July 26, a pilot and flight attendant on a plane bound for the airport noticed strange lights above their aircraft. Again, fighter jets raced from Delaware to Washington and And air traffic controllers could see numerous unidentified flying objects across the radar. That night, one of the fighter pilots saw the strange lights and attempted to chase them. But his craft was no match for the speed of the UFOs and ended his pursuit. So you see the difference here. The first time they show up, they can only be seen on radar. No one's getting a visual on them. But the second time, it says a flight attendant and a pilot both so you have multiple eyewitnesses reported to control that they see this UFO above their aircraft so now we have a visual in the air on the UFO then it says again fighter jets raced from Delaware to Washington and aircraft for controllers could see numerous unidentifiable objects across their radar so you have a visual from this flight attendant and a pilot they send up this fighter pilot, second pilot, he gets a visual on the UFO and begins to pursue it, but quickly finds out that his plane is no match for for this UFO. So in this second incident, you have uh, radar where they show up and you have at least three eyewitnesses. After two consecutive weekends of UFO activity of the city, President Truman asked to be briefed by a representative from Project Blue Book, the Air Force's new program for documenting and studying reported ufo sightings specifically project blue book wanted to determine if ufos posed a national security threat see they were talking about the same thing clear back 60 years ago 70 years ago 1952 was in the midst of the red scare and the cold war was simmering on the horizon it says and to analyze data and, to rep- and reports about ufo in a scientific manner and that was what they they were supposed to be doing kind of the same thing that we're told today But, you know, the only problem is in 1952, when these UFOs were spotted, nobody could say it was drones. Uh, Nobody, of course, the Chinese were having difficulty even feeding themselves. The Soviets weren't much better off. So I knew it wasn't either of them putting these things up there. It says the Air Force claimed the event was weather-related. So there you go. There's a playbook. Go to the weather. Just like today, they go to the playbook and they find balloons. It says on July 29th, just three days after the second event... The Air Force held a press conference at the Pentagon to explain the phenomena to the public. Press coverage of the UFOs zipping through the skies in Washington had reached a fever pitch, and there were concerns that there would be a public hysteria without an official explanation. There you go again. You're treated like silly cheap who we have to protect them, otherwise, they'll be herded off a cliff. Air Force Major General John Sanford told the gathered reporters. the air traffic controllers and fighter pilots must have been must have seen stars meteors and other optical illusions while the radar anomalies could be explained by a temperature inversion over the city making it simply a weather related event now we've talked about the video they made they they made a, a press release back then you know you'd run these things before movies started and Major General John Sanford did this little, I don't know, five minute explanation. And you can find that that online. You can also find the outtakes. And when you watch the outtakes, where they were filming him between uh, the statement that he read, because he simply read the statement off, he seems stressed, he seems irritated, annoyed, like he doesn't want to be there. The whole thing looks to me like a put up job where he was just told, this is what you say, say it and let's get out of here. Obviously, they didn't know what these things were. They didn't want to upset the public. And so why not cover it up just like they covered everything else up? It says there was just one problem. The leader of the Air Force's own Project Blue Books, Captain Edward Ruppelt, was not consulted prior to the press conference. Rupert later publicly denounced the Air Force's explanation, saying that temperature inversions were already well-documented radar anomalies and what happened in Washington, D.C., was not related to an inversion. So was it a true cover-up? Did the Air Force know more than they said and officials simply wanted to quell public panic? Look, it's not like the Air Force was so incompetent that they didn't know what an air inversion was or how it affected a radar. They're off the heels of World War II. If you do any research at all, you can see that they were bombing Germany and Japan with great precision from what, 30, 40,000 feet up in the air, okay? They had the technology to do that clear back in 1942, let alone 1952. So these aren't stupid people. Uh, these aren't people from the Stone Age. They created the radar. They know what the limitations are. They know what these weather and temperature inversions do. That was simply an excuse to pacify the public. It goes on and says, So was it a true cover-up? That did the Air Force know more than they said? and officials simply wanted to quell public panic. Project Blue Book operated until 1969. And in its final report, officials said that no UFOs had ever been a national security threat, and there was no evidence any sightings were extraterrestrial in nature or represented advanced technology. Of course, we know that that's just a bold faced lie. In June 2021, we always got to go to this report. A long anticipated UFO report was released. On June 25, 2021, the Office of Director of National Intelligence, in conjunction, with a various national security entities and branches of the armed services, released an unclassified nine-page document discussing what they called unidentified aerial phenomena between 2004 and early 2020-2021. The ultimate determination? The UFO reporting practices impede the government's attempt to explain the phenomena. Officials did not rule out extraterrestrial activity in their June report. Did you get that? UFO reporting practices impede the government's attempts to explain the phenomena. So reporting UFOs impedes the government's attempts to explain UFOs. Perhaps that means that the overwhelming evidence that keeps being talked about is just too much to be covered up. By the lies of the government that's one thought officials did not rule out extraterrestrial activity in their june report no they don't rule it out but they don't address any of the other questions that we have such as human abduction cattle mutilation or any of the other things associated with the ufo phenomenon it seems as though the more things change the more they stay the same i don't see that big of a difference from 1952 to 2022, 2023, and probably 2052. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.